Yeah. So I don't have a whole lot of experience with gardening. I'll tell you a little bit about that in a second, but like the whole reason this came about is because there's a backstory. <laughs> we <laughs> redid our pantry Always. this weekend, Oh, which okay. is totally like, it doesn't feel like this is going to have any connection, but I promise you it does. So we moved into this house two years ago in four days. So April 30th, we moved in. Um, and the first thing we did was redo our kitchen. Mm -hmm. And so we didn't move in until we had all of our appliances in place. So, um, we had all this stuff to do with like the actual kitchen bit, you know, like the floor, the backslash, the granite, like all of that stuff. And so we built a, we also built a pantry. It was like a corner pantry. Mm-hmm. But we just slapped some shelves in there and we were like, we'll deal with this later. Like, it's not important. No one's going to see it. It's not a big deal. <laughs> and so right. the kitchen got finished probably last summer, like for real, like the outside, the parts that you see. And so we have been talking about getting the pantry done. And we finally decided this was the weekend. We're going to get it done. We're going to take everything out. We're going to build real shelves and then put everything back in. That's a, like, I don't know. My pantry is such a mess. Like it takes me forever to redo it. Like I would hate to build, like I would hate to have to build it. And then I, I hated having a temporary pantry Well, yeah, because my shelves were not stable. Like the shelves, if you put something on one end, like it would fall. So you have to like counterbalance it. (laughs) It was a shit show. (laughs) So we, um, in the old pantry, we have, uh, we had an arrow garden and the only place it would fit was on the very, very top shelf where I could not reach it or get to it or anything. And I didn't even see it. Like <laughs> I would go in the pantry and I would do whatever I needed to do in there. Right. And I wouldn't even see this arrow garden. So Justin would be like, Oh, did you see the basil we have? Did you see the peppers we have? I'm like, no, it's so high up that I don't even think to look up there. Um, but now with the way that I designed the pantry, the arrow garden is going to be front and center. It's going to be like the first thing you see when you walk in. So I'm really excited to like start doing that kind of stuff because as most people know in Vegas, it's very hard to grow things outside and you need to be like an expert gardener to be able to get things to grow here. And you have to really pay attention. It's more of a, they have different zones yeah. for gardening. This is the year I actually went and bought a almanac, <laughs> like a guard. It's called a gardener's almanac, um, which is like a farmer's almanac, but like, I don't really farm. So this is the year I was like, I need to know like I'm from the Midwest, like I'm from Kentucky, like things are different. We get a lot more wetness. Um, I mean, it gets hot, but it's humid and plants do like, there's a reason why like people grow certain things where they grow them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people are like, well, growing indoors is just easier because you can control everything, but like you kind of can't at <laughs> the same time. Like it's still dry in my house. So like I, now that I moved to Colorado, my like, um, we moved here. I was pregnant. There was no, we've always had a garden wherever we've moved. We've always tried to do a garden. I've always wanted like a patch for herbs. And then we've always grown. We've always tried to grow things. 
Um, I think in Ohio, we had a little bit like one year and then it was just like, we, we just got busy. So it's hard. Gardening takes patience. It takes time. It's definitely, for me, it's been a trial and error and it's been a like learn as you go and you learn tips and tricks, but you also like, this was the year, like last year, um, I had a big garden and I had like some things do really well. And then some things that didn't. And I still like ended up calling my mom and being like, have you ever had like white spots on your tomatoes? Like, and I'm still trying to figure it out. (laughs) So it's like, now it's like, it depends on where you are zone wise, like when you can plant what you can do. We have a drip irrigation because like our plants need more water, but like you can't, the sun is so hot here. You can't like, you can't directly water your plants on top because then they'll burn. So it's like, it's weird because you have to learn what grows in your environment and your climate. Um, you have to, you know, and again, like having things indoors, you have to have like a patience that like, I don't know. I mean, I have it, but like, I also like get really sad when things don't do well indoor. And my joke is I had a black thumb, like there for a while. Like I was like, please don't ever get me a plant. Like I can't keep it alive. That's how I feel. Yeah. I was like, I graduated from a black thumb to a brown thumb. And then now I have like a yellow thumb because it's not quite green. <laughs> it's not quite black. <laughs> it's like somewhere in the middle. It's that murky, murky shit. It's murky because like I have some indoor plants that are doing well. I've killed some that I'm like, I don't know how that happened. Um, I'm learning root rot is like a thing and I'm learning like being root bound is a thing. So like there's, and there's a difference indoor plants versus, you know, um, I have herbs behind me actually. And you have to be careful because like I bought herbs too early and now they're in my house and I'm like struggling to keep them alive. Um, I bought one that was root bound and I didn't even know until like I mean, I was watering it and I was like, why are you just turning yellow all the time? And I had it in its little plastic thing that I bought it in. And then I had to plant it because it was dying. That was the sorrel. So I have sorrel. I have rosemary behind me. Uh, What else is over there? We have rosemary that just grows like crazy. We have like maybe five or six rosemary bushes on our property that just like are massive. And I just learned this because, okay, we're both in the desert. So things that produce oil naturally won't burn up easily. So like sage, rosemary, um, what else did she say? Cause I asked the plant, like I, I, now I've been to the plant store enough that I've started to ask questions, but I also had an indoor plant that wasn't doing well. And I just learned that like, suck up your pride and ask questions. Like, you know, don't. Like, don't just let it die because it does. Um, what else did she say that does really well? Especially in your area too, and not just on the internet. Right. Because like you said, things grow differently and diff- or need different things in different places. So I'm not, I don't know. I don't yeah. know what I'm saying. And I'm learning like from my neighbor, like my neighbor does square foot gardening instead of like what I do. Um, I do more of a traditional, like I like, I mean, <laughs> I like organization. I like rows. I like you know, where she has like a, a planter, like a raised bed and she like does everything, but they all have a purpose. And I think that's when you get a little deeper into like companion plants and like what does well next to each other. And like, 
I mean, it's just crazy that like, there's a science to it. And I know we said this before, but it's kind of like, it's like the fitness industry in a sense, because like there's schools of thoughts, there's different schools of thoughts when you go to planting and like what you're doing and like how you're doing it. So like, again, mine is very trial by error. It's what's working for me. Yours is the macros approach. It is. It's more of a macros approach, like (laughs) flexible. I'm just trying. I wonder what the intermittent fasting approach to gardening. Oh my gosh. I don't even know, but like survive on your own kind of thing. Like don't give it water, (laughs) give it like a bunch of water, like after 5 PM. (laughs) Survive on your, I don't, I don't even know. That's so funny. I mean, and some plants you probably could like some plants do well and they just like, you know, but yeah. So like last year I pretty much did a bunch of peppers and I did a bunch of tomatoes. Peppers like the heat. So I was like, Oh, I mean, here's my other problem. I bought over what I thought I needed because I again, graduated from a black thumb. And I thought I'm going to kill everything. Like everything's going to die. Nothing's going to survive when I plant it. (laughs) And everything ended up surviving to a certain extent. Again, I got like a weird virus in my tomatoes. So they didn't do like too hot after a while. And then I learned that the sun, because it's so hot, like they were full sun. Um, I planted in full sun and I think they need a little protection. So we're trying to figure that out this year. Um, whether or not like we build something that like I can just like, like a little shade fabric, <laughs> a little umbrella. Yeah. Like we're trying to figure it out because, and the only reason you know that they're getting too much sun and well, so if you overwater the skin breaks mm. and they burst or they crack, these are tomatoes. This is what I'm learning. Um, so again, guys don't come at me. I'm just learning. So if you want to drop you know, pearls of wisdom for us in the comments, that would be great. Yeah. Right. If you're a gardening expert out there, like let us know because we'll, we'll bring you on the show. Yeah. We'll bring you, you on the show. Um, cause this is like nutrition and, uh, but yeah, I learned like the sun was making the skin really tough too. So like they weren't as tasty because they were just trying to survive, which you, you've got to mm-hmm. think like your plants are just trying to adapt to what you're doing or what the environment is. So yeah. I don't know. I think it was really cool last year. I, I got a lot of my, I got a lot of zucchini. I got a lot of squash. I got butternut squash. Those did really well. Um, I got some, I got a decent amount of tomatoes before they like none of my big tomatoes really made it, but I got a lot of aromas. So I, uh, ended up like, I think we blanched them and then we, cut them up and I canned most of them. So like I have diced tomatoes that I canned. I have like tomato sauce that I made and I canned. We had peppers. So we pretty much pickled peppers. Um, I dried peppers. So I have like the hot, like I accidentally, accidentally drew, uh, grew a Trinidad scorpion pepper. That is the third, like the world's third world's hottest pepper. Tell me how you accidentally did this. I mean, I was just at the store. I was at the plant store and I was just grabbing peppers that looked good. Like I thought in my head, these pe- like the actual plants, like you go to the plant store and some plants don't look that great. So you're like, oh, I'm going to leave you. Maybe somebody can help you that actually knows what they're doing. And me, I was like, this looks hearty. This looks good. And so I was just grabbing and going like, <laughs> I can't help but to notice like the similarities between like nutrition and like clients and stuff. Mm, <laughs> right. Like, it's like, no, you don't look like someone I can help, but I can help you. 
Hey, yeah, I can help you. Like you're, you're in a good spot. I can, mm-hmm. um, you know, so when I planted it, like that's when Zach came home and he was like, Oh, okay. That's he's like Serrano peppers. Wow. Those are kind of hot. And I was like, well, I thought you wanted to make hot sauce. So, you know, I grabbed a bunch, you know, I had some Anaheim's and some banana peppers, which are like, not, you know? Um, and then he, he like got down the line. Cause I did bell peppers too. And then he got down the line and he was like, Whoa, a Trinidad scorpion. He was like, babe, that's the third world's hottest pepper. And I was like, Oh, okay. And I was like, well, we'll be fine. And he was like, don't let what's the first and the second. Is that ghost pepper? Um, ghost peppers up there. I have no idea. Are you kidding me? If it's, if it's spicy, I'm like, I can't do it. Like, I can't, I don't even know how, like I planted it and I didn't even use like gloves. I just planted it. I didn't even think about it. Like, cause the, it's the oils from the peppers that like, you don't like the capsation, Mm -hmm. the capsation. What's the second one? Are you Googling it right now? Yes. It's the second one. The first one is the Carolina Reaper. Okay. Then it's the scorpion and then it's ghost. Okay. So it's the second, my bad. I grew the second hottest pepper. Even better. And man, those little peppers grew in and they were angry looking. They looked hot. And again, that's something you start to learn too. Like what smells hot, what looks hot, especially when you're growing that kind of stuff. So um, it was just throughout the winter, what was nice was I had these things that I grew available. So it was still kind of like getting fresh. And that was like, it's almost a sense of pride. Like I did that. Yeah. I learned how to can. I'm still not like the best at it, but it's like kind of a lost art, but I loved it. It's very relaxing to like be prepping this food, knowing that like, I'm going to feed my family with this. Like going to make us it's going to last through the winter and I don't have to buy so much at the grocery store but also like we can have this like fresh tasting things that we grew yeah I want to learn how to can things you're going to teach me all these right I know I will um I'll teach you as much as I know I still call my mom a lot (laughs) hi mom um I still call her a lot um I do a water bath which is like a form of canning because I think a lot of instant pots will can for you. Oh, and that's really just a way of sealing it. Yeah. And then I do think there's like natural preservatives, but like, I didn't put anything. Like I literally did. I didn't do any of that to my like to me. Like, I don't think I did again. I'm not a professional. I just want to put that little caveat out here. You're just learning and experiencing. I froze my zucchini and squash Um, it was just easier to deal with. And sometimes when you like, even if you go to the store and get like frozen vegetables, they're like flash frozen. Um, so you can always blanch. And when that usually, if you're like, not in the cooking world, blanching is just like boiling water and then like dipping it and getting it out. It's like a really fast way to boil. Yeah. It's a super fast way to boil things super like you're not hard boiling eggs or like boiling potatoes at that point. You're just like, it's very quick. Um, but that like helps freeze them and like maintain them longer. But like I, my mom was like, you don't have to do that. Um, so I shredded some zucchini so that I could like, yeah, that's a good one. Thaw it out and make bread. It's just like, it's crazy. It's like a lost art. It's kind of, I do think it's a kind of cool way to connect with our ancestors. And yeah. Kind of a woo woo kind of way. Like you're connecting to the past a little bit, which feels, feels good. It feels like you've got roots, you know, so it feels good. Um, but it also feels good that like you worked the land and that like you're providing something that you grew 
Um, and it's hard. It's hard to grow things. I mean, unless you have a green thumb, like a very bright green thumb. <laughs> um, but that comes with experience. Like you don't just, you're not just born It comes with, that. with experience. And again, like my neighbor, she's got like some cool things. We got lucky. So when we moved to this house, the guy before that owned it, he was a gardener and he brought in a bunch of really good dirt. So it's good to know if you're serious about growing and planting and like if you're serious about it like know your dirt know your zone and know your dirt like you can't just go in your backyard and pick a spot and like start digging because you don't know what that kind of like what cat just decides that that's its shitting spot right (laughs) exactly um you can't pick the favorite like yeah I watched a cat kill a rat in the middle of my street yesterday two days ago I I was like pulling out and I was driving to the gym and I like I'm just driving towards the stop sign and all of a sudden this cat and this rat are like the it's chasing the rat across the street and I'm like I mean plus side you have a cat taking care of it like right but at the same time like this is so bad. Like pierce the rat, right? Like six times. And then finally the rat finally just like peeled over and it picks it up by its tail and run, like keeps running across the street to get away from me because I'm driving. Right. And it brings it into our neighbor's front yard Mm -hmm. garden. Like they have a garden of like all of the crops and all of the things. So I'm like, I wouldn't want to eat anything out of that garden. right you're like oh come on I mean that's the cycle of life so it's like giving back nutrients to the dirt I mean the dirt turns it into not what it is anyway so you got to think of it that way yeah Um, but also it's it can be gross um yeah I'm like so yeah we got lucky though the guy got dirt brought in yeah it was good dirt he got a lot of like manure and like just stuff that the dirt needed because like we live in the desert so like we you know, if you dig on a normal, um, I can't remember like the rest of the yard, but like, so we have like a plot, we had a plot already kind of laid out with good dirt. He grew raspberries too. And certain things take off here. Um, and I haven't done a whole lot of research, but I've noticed like Russian sage is like beautiful and the bees love it, but it's a hardy, it's a hardy bush. And it grows like crazy here. Um, again, the oils have something to do with that and the sun and like all that. There's my neighbor has a giant butterfly bush that does really well. Lilacs do well. Um, there's some like things that just do well here. So you gotta, you know, um, the raspberries took off and literally I've never had this in Kentucky, not in my own, probably because I like I tried to start them from like babies, but the raspberries are in my yard. Like there's literally like raspberry plants coming up in the middle of the yard. So like, it's almost a weed at that point like where it just like takes over, but I don't, I'm not going to complain because I'm going to make raspberry jam. So like, you know, so again, you need good dirt. You need to figure out like what that kind of looks like. It's easier if you're doing a raised bed because then you can build the outside and then you make your own mix of dirt. And I do have a raised bed here. Um, I tried herbs in it last year. That was like the whole goal is to have herbs. And I put it near where we sit in like full sun, basically. It gets like afternoon shade, but a lot of it's in the sun. And I was like, this is awesome. We put um, perlite in there, which is like a 
It helps with the moisture. We, we did like a mix of like everything and everything died in there because it was too hot and everything burned. So I learned, um, and I told the plant lady about it and she was, I told her what my idea was. And she was like, that's probably a better idea because like, I can't move that bed. Like at this point it's heavy each year, the dirt in that bed will break down because usually the very bottom is like rocks and stuff. And then we put twigs, we fill it, you know, and then the very top layer is dirt, but that breaks down over time. So you kind of have to redo things, but we're not to that point. It's still big and heavy. So I'm going to do local grasses, like native grasses. You guys are just blessed with the angelic voice of my daughter today because she's not napping. Um, <laughs> but this podcast is all about like natural, right? And this like, episode too. Yeah, so this is, um, um, we've got an apple in here I now. Know, like I'm feeding her an apple as together. we go. To, she loves apples. <laughs> I have an apple tree back there that the guy planted and it actually produces apples. So I did applesauce. Nice. Um, I can applesauce. And I mean, that's an easy one. It's an easy one to make too. You pretty much just obliterate apples and put some cinnamon in it. There you go. So yeah, we just, we got lucky. Um, but if you're doing doing a raised bed, you can do your own kind of mix and you just want to make sure there's like, like where you are, where I am, we need moisture. Um, we don't get a lot of rain. Um, so like if you're in the Midwest and you get a ton of rain, you probably don't want to have like a high, you want something that drains because like you're, you don't want your, that's how you get root rot. You don't want like your plants sitting in a bunch of water. Um, that's not necessarily great for them. Yeah. So, um, it just depends on the plant. You've got to know what plants you want to do. It depends on like your soil, your zone. I can't plant until well after May, we're still going to get like a frost in May and some plants just don't do well in the frost, but then you'll learn that some plants need a frost. Like they need the frost to like break open or something. Um, I haven't quite dived too deep into that yet, but um, some of the things that you like, they just need that. Some it's true in other areas though, like where um, some plants need like wildfires to germinate and spread because they need the heat. So it's kind of like nature's wild, <laughs> like just in general, nature is so wild, but yeah, it just depends on what you want to do. I'd love to know like more about your background with gardening. Cause I know you grew up on a farm, right? So not, no, that's like, a. I grew up in Kentucky. So it's more of a horse farm. Okay. Um, I grew up around horses a lot. Um, my grandmother had a very large garden. So I'm used to the women in my family loved gardening, like all of them. So my aunt, my mom, my grandma, um, my grandma had the largest strawberry patch. Um, I don't, that's like one of my fondest childhood memories is like sneaking in there and eating strawberries. <laughs> it's like, we, we were going to talk about pest control and like, really your toddler is just a pest. Like <laughs> my toddler ate all my strawberries last year, her and the dog. We have some really fat squirrels too, that I know are getting fed and I'm not sure what they're eating. I know some of them got my like tomatoes last year, but nobody got a hold. Um, nobody got a hold of the strawberries, like the baby was eating them and the dog. So I grew up, a lot of my family members had gardens. They had big gardens. So like, I remember 
on my dad's side, he had family that had like corn, like stalks of corn they grew. Um, but it was all smaller, like hobby-ish farms, not anything like major. My mom has a green thumb. She's amazing. Her and my dad, they have, they have a hobby farm now, which is when I say a hobby farm, it means like pets. (laughs) So she has chickens, she has mules, she would love alpacas or goats. Like she would love to have some more animals, but yeah. And then she has a large, like she, they have some acreage. So she's got a large garden and she grew, she grew beans, sweet potatoes, tomatoes, like you name it, but beets, we had beets out there. So I grew beets. I pretty much grew a lot of what like my mom grew, um, things that I know that are easier to can that we can like green things that you have experience with. Right. Um, I grew beans this year and I started them in a milk jug. And so hopefully they get strong enough to where I can plant them outside. That's cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's like, it's like a mini greenhouse. And I didn't think of it that way, but like I cut, I cut the bottom off and I filled that with my like seed starting mix. And again, I cheated. I went to the plant store and was like, I'm trying to start seeds. And they were like, we have this mix. So I know they overcharged me for a mix that I probably could have made on my own, but like, I don't know enough yet of what like seeds would make like need. But, um, so this, this is the year I experimented with like milk jugs and like starting seeds, but yeah, we grew up, I mean, picking beans and picking blackberries. And, um, I don't know if they necessarily like, I don't know, maybe I just grew up around it. So I was comfortable with it. Um, I don't remember anybody teaching me any like lessons about it until I was much older. And now I call my mom and I'm like, okay, but this, so like, it's almost like, like, you know, like when, um, history was oral and it was just passed down, like that's kind of the knowledge I think I'm getting. Um, that was my experience with it. Everybody had a garden when I grew up, um, where I grew up, everybody had gardens. I mean, yeah. I think strawberries are really big when I moved to Colorado and like learned that there wasn't like like apple orchards that you go to pick in the fall like that was weird to me or even strawberry patches Mm -hmm. is weird I remember when I moved out here to Vegas and I was like wait are there like pumpkin patches for no Halloween that's like really sad that there's if there isn't there there is one actually where we go. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nothing compared to what I'm used to on Long Island. Like oh, not even close. Not even close. But you're talking about like a totally different coast too. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Like you're in the land yeah. of apple. You're in the land of orchards when you get like towards that way. Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of people don't realize that there are a lot of farms on Long Island. Like I think most people think Long Island, like the city. Snooky. Yeah. Right. Even though she's Jersey, <laughs> totally different. Totally oh, that different. was true. Never mind. But they do. They think. <laughs> but they think yeah, that, they though. like they don't associate like land with Long farm. Island. But like the further out east you get, like the more open space, the more farms, the more produce and and things you can find. Um, so like I'm so familiar with like strawberry fields and pumpkin patches and yes. all of that stuff where it's just and it's humid there too. So like that stuff just grows. It's out here. It's like different. I also think because that's like, you're getting into a little historical region over there. Like, you know, some of the founding, um, yeah, like 
that was some of like right along there. And you've got to think like a lot of tribes. Yeah. Like people like came over, had to learn Indians, like, um, the native American, like that kind of influence. Like I was reading that they're the ones that kind of taught us like the companion plants, like how, um, certain things grow well together. And it's because they like, like corn grows well. I forgot what it was. Like it was a blurb that I read. Um, so yeah, I'm trying not to be offensive. It was just this, like the things that we learned, um, really helped out, but like that area is a little more historic and people don't understand, like it's full of farms. It's full of, you know, some heritage, um, you know, whether that's a good point. Yeah. Most of my family, they all had like really, really tiny farms. Like I'm, I'm like four feet by four feet, like not farms, gardens. Sorry. I'm like, throwing my my uh, words all over the place but yeah they had small gardens where like I remember we would grow tomatoes and zucchini and eggplant but like that was it was weird because like my my grandmother on my mom's side was she had a green thumb but she didn't do a whole lot of food she just did a lot more like flowers Mm -hmm. and stuff and so I think my mom got a little bit from her, but mm-hmm. she was always so busy. She worked nights. She was a nurse. Um, so like she just did the best she could. Right. And like us as kids, we just like, we're like, cool, there's a zucchini, but like weren't yeah. interested in actually like learning how to do the things. Right. But I'm glad you say this because that's the, like, I feel like that's kind of the breakdown of what happened was it was mm-hmm. needed at one point. And as we, as a society changed, it wasn't needed as much. Like we still need farms, like, don't get me wrong, but we have farmers and they produce the food and it gets shipped everywhere. Right. And it became a thing where it was like, women now had jobs and they worked, which is great. Like, um, but then it was like, where does the time go? Like it takes time. It takes patience. It's, and that's why like the other day, my neighbor was like, oh, you, you were canning stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to learn how to can stuff. Like it's helping our budget. Like for me, it's like a money thing. Like I was like, it's going to help me budget. It's, you know, Mm -hmm. like inflation and everything's so expensive. Like, it's just nice to be able to provide from the yard. Yeah. And she was like, I thought that was a lost art. And the way she said it, I was like, you're kind of right though. Like people don't do that because we, it's already done for us in like a factory, you know, a canning facility. Like we get things shipped all over. Like we don't yeah. grow. I mean, but that's kind of the beauty of it. Like, you know, we trade, well, we don't trade anymore, but like it opened up for a variety of plants and a variety of like vegetables. And it's kind of cool that we can get things from other places, but then also like, if you learn what you can grow and you can, can kind of be a little more sustainable, that's like how I felt. It's like a cool idea, but that was the breakdown. You know, I don't think I cared too Mm -hmm. much about it when I was around it to learn until I'm now, like, I think we're all hitting this weird because of the pandemic. Like we hit this weird, Oh, we need houseplants and Oh, we need this. So it's kind of coming back around history always kind of makes that cycle, but it's coming back around to now where people are like, yeah, I want a garden. I want to, you know, most of the, again, our phones listen to us. I know they do um, because my algorithm gets like full of things that I'm like, 
I know, <laughs> but it's now gardening things. It used to be a ton of fitness stuff. Cause that was my life, Yeah, but I'm trying to be more well-rounded and more balanced. Um, and I think to be a nutrition coach, understanding certain aspects of nutrition, like I don't care if you want a meal service, like do it, you know, but like, mm-hmm. if you have a chance and you want to learn, grow some of your own food, like yeah. grow some of your own herbs. I, my in-laws only grow tomatoes and basil so that they can have mozzarella, tomato and basil. Little, like, oh my God. That's so funny. You know? And I was like, but Hey, that's something we grow a lot of basil too. Cause we like pesto. Oh my gosh. And so basil does, um, I haven't had luck with basil, but I've bought it so small that maybe that's why my neighbor has like bushes, like her basil and sage are like bushes. And I was like, are you kidding me? So she'll like, she'll cut them off for me. She's like, you can have whatever you want. She makes pesto like all summer. She'll make pesto. And then like she cans as well. So like (laughs) this year we were like, maybe we should just have like a canning day. Like we'll just bring both of our yeah. like water, like, cause a water bath is this huge. No, what is that? It's not cast iron. Um, it's like a huge stock pot, but it's not stainless steel. It's kind of like what they use for camping, like whatever that material is for camping. Um, it's this huge pot and then you have to fill Like, so you have to put the water up and start the boil until like to a certain level because then you have to put your cans in right and the the water has to be like an inch or so above your cans so um and then you can add a little bit of vinegar to that water so that, like I don't know I think it helps the actual stock pot that you're using to not rest I'm not entirely sure my mom was telling me about it but she's like you don't need it I don't do it you have to sanitize everything so you sanitize your lids you sanitize your rings you clean the jars because you don't want to like introduce any like bacteria everything has to be hot so like if you're doing like say you're canning beans and you like crack your beans normally my mom does two different she does her beans like but like she'll like cut them into like normal little chunks these are green beans sorry I should green beans um and then she'll do like a french cut so she'll like which is so hard. And I was like, mom, I appreciate your French cut beans. Like way to go. Um, so you like cook them and prepare them so that they're hot. And then you put them in the jar and you usually sit that in its own little thing of hot water. So when your, your water bath comes to boil, everything's going hot. And that way you don't break any jars. You don't break anything. Wow, girl. Thanks. So if you're clapping, she's playing with these jumbo crayons and just hitting my trash can with them but yeah so um (laughs) there's a it is kind of an art canning wise um which is kind of cool but also um it's hard and you can kind of screw it up but you kind of can't cucumbers did really well last year so I made a lot of pickles which is like a little different you can can your pickles so it seals right or you can do what I did I just like pickled them and then kept them. You can kind of keep, I mean, depends on the pickles and like what you did, but mine like lasted probably yeah. three months or so. Um, but we ate them too. So we have pickled onions in there that have probably been in there for six months or so. Mm. I do too. The, I think the more they sit, the better they taste <laughs> and they're still crunchy, onions. which is weird. Um, but it's the vinegar. So um, yeah, there's a lot of health benefits to like pickling stuff too. It's good for your gut. 
Um, but also, you know, canning, like you just get some fresh stuff. Like, I mean, yeah, you canned it, but it's already cooked and it's fresh and it's tastes better than like, if you were to go and get like, uh, what are cans made out of like aluminum? I think so. Yeah. Like, I don't know. They taste better than like what you get at like the store in my opinion, but again, yeah, cause they're fresher. They're fresher. They're from your yard. Um, there's a difference. They taste metally to me, but you know, and it's kind of cool because like I made jam for the first time and, um, I had made, okay. I used to do that as a kid with my mom yes. all the time. Like we would go strawberry picking and like get like so many strawberries. And then my mom makes the best strawberry oh my jam. And I love my mom's strawberry jam. She makes like freezer jam. She'll mm-hmm. make yep. preserving jam. You know, she makes it all. But like last year I was like, um, I had made jam in the Instapot and it didn't call for any pectin. You used chia seeds, but it went bad so fast because there was oh, no preserving. Yeah. And so I was like, this, like last year was the year I was like, I want to learn how to do it. Mom's like, it's really easy. You just buy the box of pectin and there's a recipe right on it. And I was <laughs> like, what? said the same thing to me once. I, I was know. like, I want you to like teach me how to do it. She's like, it's on the box. I'm I know. Like, oh. I was like, mom, I want your recipe. And she was like, it's, yeah, it's, it's on the box. recipe. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, okay. Like, yeah, but you do it different. You do it different. It's made with love. And I think that's literally like, I know that sounds so woo woo, but it's made with love. It's made with your hard work. Exactly. And I loved that I could, I could do that. I mean, I guess it really depends on where the strawberries are are being grown too. Cause like, I don't know. I think Long Island strawberries taste different than store-bought strawberries. So like, and I will say I use store-bought strawberries because I didn't get enough straw. Like this was last year was my first year with an actual patch. I wouldn't be able to um, do so strawberries do well. Here. No way in hell. So I, I get that. But it's a maturity thing too. They have to like, it's like asparagus as well. Asparagus grows. And the more that it matures, like you can buy five-year roots to like grow your own asparagus. And I got like seven-year roots and I'm hoping they come back because it's from Kentucky. These are like heirloom of asparagus at this point. But like straw, my mom was like, you might not get that many strawberries this year. They're brand new little strawberry plants. And it's different than putting them in a container. You know, I put them in the ground and then I covered them all winter and they're coming up and they look great and they've spread a little bit. So I'll probably get some more plants to kind of fill in some holes, but I'm hoping to get more strawberries. It's like your, you know, blackberry bushes or raspberry bushes, same idea. They, they mature over time and they get more berries, but yeah, I did store-bought strawberries I didn't have enough, but I still use the same amount of sugar and it, they're, it's a little sugary, but it's just nice because I made it. And then like when people come to visit or if like, you know, um, like I gave some time, my mom and I did like a swap, which was fun. Um, like I got some of her green beans. She got some of my jam. Uh, I did pumpkin butter and apple butter. Ooh. I did apple pie filling. Um, and that was all from like apples from my backyard that I didn't know were edible until <laughs> my mom was like, you can use those. I think they're yellow apples. There was just a lot of cool stuff that you can like do. And it's nice because like, you know, our friends live in the mountains and they came down a couple days ago and I was like, do you like apple butter? Like I have some, you want some? And they were like, wait, what? And I was like, yeah, I made it. Like, here you go. It's just like, yeah, like a little point of pride. I could give them something. And then when they like tasted it, they were like, this is like really good. And I was like, well, thanks. I made that. I made it from things in my like, you know, um, so yeah, 
it's all trial trial and error though I swear like I just some things work some things yeah I want to get into more of that stuff and like I said I'm really excited now that I can like actually see our arrow garden and that's like the biggest cheat you could possibly do because but it's still hard. It still takes patience. Like it still takes. Yeah. It takes I do space. think though the basil like grows like crazy in there. So maybe like. Yeah. Basil is almost a weed. It's like mint. Mint is. Almost- it grows so like well in there and it gets huge. And then we put it outside mm-hmm. and then it's still okay. It doesn't, it doesn't do great. It definitely, definitely gets a little sad outside because it's so hot here. For Christmas. My mom bought me a shiitake mushroom log. Oh, yeah. And a lion's mane log. And I've been growing lion's mane mushrooms and shiitake mushrooms. Um, That's cool. But again, on the scale of mushrooms, they're easy. They're easier. Yeah, but it's like one of those things where like you have to kind of start with the easy things to get that sense of get confidence yeah confidence pride like all of that for you to want to do more because like if you fail 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 over and over again you're not going to want to do it again but if you have like the small little mini wins over and over then you get more confident to try the harder stuff so just like if you want an indoor plant start with like a snake plant or an aloe yeah no I screwed that up so bad I've killed so many indoor plants (laughs) okay well then don't take that back (laughs) Get a cactus. I had a cactus. Even succulents are hard. They are. I had a cactus. I bought at Lowe's and it had this cute little pink bloom on it. And I was like, oh my God, I love it. Awesome. I kept that. I mean, I was babying that thing and we go to move and I'm like, oh my God. And this was like months and months and months. Right. And I'm doing all the right, what I think is all the right things. And I'm like, we have to be careful of this cactus, blah, blah, blah. Well, something happened and it got hit and this like bloom just disintegrated. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh my God, we killed my cactus. And Zach looks at me and he was like, Oh, that's fake. They glued that on there. I thought you knew. (laughs) I was like, that was like how I thought it was alive. Like that's how I thought I was doing a good job. Like, are you kidding me? You just crushed my soul. <laughs> it's but funny. I, I didn't know that either until. I like, will never buy another cactus yeah. from Lowe's ever. <laughs> Liars. <laughs> so, yeah. When I was in Florida, I had a, a client from the gym. She was a, she was my 80 year old woman, but she was, she moved really well. She was super sweet. She had a ton of grandkids and she would tell me all about her grandkids every time she came in and all that stuff. And she loved to garden and she would tell me about her plants and like what she did. And I think working out with me was helpful for her to like move around her garden because she showed me pictures and it was huge. And so I think that like, that was a large part of her, like coming to the gym is like, I just want to be able to like move around, like squat down, pick up my plants, like do all this stuff, like in her garden. And it's, you just connect with nature in such a way, like very therapeutic. Yeah. So she, one day she brought me this plant. It was a beautiful plant. I don't even remember what it was, but she was like, keep it in your house. It doesn't need much water. You literally can't kill it. And I'm like, but I don't have a green thumb. Like I have a black thumb. (laughs) Like I literally don't do good with plants. Like I travel a lot. I'm never really home. Like, right. It's a lifestyle. I don't have someone else to like help me when I'm not there kind of thing. And she's like, trust me, 
you can handle this one plan. And like, okay, I got it. So I named her Joanne after my client. And uh, when I moved here to Vegas, I was like, what do I do with this plant? Like, I'm not going to travel across the country with it. Like it's, I, yeah. I just can't like, and I don't know if it's going to do well in Vegas. Like it's two totally different climates. And right. I just, I don't know what to do with it. So I left it in my parents' condo and I moved out here in December of 19, but it was like December 30th. So 2020, I'm out here for two and a half months before the world shuts down. My whole plan was to go back and like take care of things in Florida, but I couldn't go back until June. Yeah. Nobody was in that apartment in that condo until <gasps> June. Oh. I go back and that plant is alive and it is thriving. And I'm like, no way. Joanne lives. Like, I just, I don't know how, don't know why, but it's still kicking. My parents like go down yeah. there all the time every other month or so. And they're like, yep, she's yeah. still doing great. I'm like, oh my I gosh, I don't know. That's so good though. <laughs> it's the one plant like, that I could keep alive. I'm impressed. <laughs> 3000 um, miles away. I know you need to like tell everybody what that is. I, I need to figure out what it was, but it's also like, I swear to you, it's a humid climate. Plant. Yeah. It's not a yeah. everywhere plant. And, and that's the thing. Like so. you, you should always research. Um, I mean, I have plenty of books, but like now Google is a thing. So Google it. Um, I do follow some like plant people mm-hmm. on Instagram and TikTok, <laughs> which is funny because like now that's like up there with the Googling. Like you again, you have to do your own research. So like don't just trust what people say. But usually when it comes to like um plants, um, my favorite uh slow green death is her Instagram name. Her name is Lindsay. She helped me with my um pythos or pothos plant. He's a little indoor guy. And I didn't know he was root bound until she was like, I had no idea what was going on with him to begin with. What is root bound mean? Root bound means like it outgrew it can, its container. So the roots get all jumbled up oh. and then the water can't, like it doesn't absorb any water and it ends up dying because it's like, oh. it needs a new space. Um, I, I think that's what happened to our peppers. Well, I had no idea, you know, so, and when they're in the earth, it's a little different because they have tons of space. Um, but when they're in a pot, you know, they, they can easily outgrow their pots, but, um, we'll definitely, (laughs) we'll definitely try to like put her in there because she does consulting. I have a lot of friends though. I have friends that are better than I am. And I ask them, my neighbors, like you kind of just, you, you start getting those resources that you trust. And again, the internet is a good one. Like I've found some really good ones. I got a gardening almanac. That was pretty fun. So it's been telling me, um, but yeah, that's about, that's about like where my resources lay again, some of it's more oral from the family. <laughs> like, you know, I just called my mom. Well, that's a great resource to have. It is a great resource to have like just somebody that like, you know, that's done well with plants. It doesn't have to be your mom. It doesn't have to be your dad. It can be whoever, but you know, and again, my whole family, like I grew up with them canning stuff. Like I remember my mom, my aunt, my mom, or my grandma canning things in the basement. Like they had their own setup. They had their own like oven down there and everything. So 
That's cool. Yeah. And I know, so, yeah, I'm bringing it back. Isla, or you try to, I know she's she still a young with me. She cooks with me. Um, like right now, I mean, she's two and a half. So, uh, but I did, I did a lot of gardening stuff with her. So I'm hoping like she doesn't have to graduate from a black thumb to a brown to a yellow to maybe something in between there to a green thumb. But yeah, so hopefully she just kind of picks it up, but it, it takes practice. It takes yeah. patience. It takes interest, lifestyle, um, interest. Yes. Um, you can't just like assume a, like you've got to have the time for it. Um, and you kind of have to like pick up on the plants cues too. Like I have a couple plants that tell me when they need water. And I actually really appreciate that. Like they get all droopy and then you give them water and they like perk right back up. And then I have some that like my snake plant just stays the same that it is. And like, you don't know it's dead until it's dead. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, Oh, yeah. but that's a succulent. So don't overwater that thing. That was my first snake plant. I overwatered it and then it got root, like root damage. And it just like fell apart. And I was like, Oh, cool. So yeah. Yeah, it just time, time, time. I think now that I'm 35, like I have more space for that stuff. And again, I think some of it is just like it's coming back around. So like I want to save money and I want to can and I want to do I want to provide in that that sense. Yeah. So it's different. I wish we lived closer because I would totally come hang out with you and do I do that too. Because I want to learn. We could make jam. Yeah off of the box yeah and again I mean I use store-bought fruits but you know hopefully this year I get raspberries the Japanese beetles really got my raspberries this last year so and there's nothing really that you can do to get rid of those so yeah I mean you can seven dust everything but like people don't like seven what is that and I grew up on seven dust seven dust is like a pest control so it's like a dusting um you can do co what is it if I think of the name, I'm never going to say it right, but we had this other dust that wasn't seven dust. Seven dust is like chemicals, right? Whereas this was like ground up fossils and you like sprinkle it everywhere, but it's not good for bees. And like my whole thing now is like, I want bees and I want to have like a hive and I want to get like pollinate, like have flowers to pollinate. So I don't want to use seven dust because that's really bad for bees. And I don't want to use like the other stuff um, that's all natural because that like hurts the bees too. So it's just one of those things where you're just going to have to look out for it. Yeah. There's like a compromise somewhere. Yes. So, yeah. But yeah, that's my take on gardening. Yeah. <laughs> and eating what you grow. <laughs> what are some other things that you've learned like tip wise? Like I love the, the thing about the tomatoes. Ooh, what did I say about tomatoes? Um, about um, their skin bursting oh, if you water yeah, them they too. Over water. Yeah. So if you that was just something my mom told me too because I was like, oh, they're all cracking, and she was like, you're overwatering them, and we were. Yeah. We, so what stuff like that that you've learned recently? Oh my gosh, that I've learned recently besides like, or within the last year. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm putting you on the spot. I know you are some of it's like tomato wise. Like I think if you crush up aspirin and, um, coffee grounds are really good for tomatoes. They like that nutrient stuff. 
Um, what I've done in my yard, my garden is I've crushed up eggshells um, to return more nutrients into the ground. And then um, the whatever we use with our coffee, like when we're done with it, we, we put it out in our garden. Um, we put it in the compost bin too. So if you can start mm-hmm. a composting bin, that actually helps put nutrients back in. Um, another tip, don't put, don't grow the same things in the same areas that you did the year before. Ooh, why? Um, it's something to do with the nutrients. So it's something to do with like, it doesn't oh, like, yeah. So you have to like rotate your garden through. So what about things that like have a, like a bulb, like I'm thinking like a green onion. Those, I mean, onions are really hard to grow actually, <laughs> like from, from a gardening standpoint, um, garlic and onions are hard to grow. We tried what the, like the green onion though. Like, cause we, we like chives? we've taken, yeah. Like the green onion, like the bulb from it, from like yeah. a store-bought one, we planted it outside and we've got like three or four different strands. Nice. Just, like, I haven't had any luck with those green onions. So we bought like little bulbs and we tried to grow them and I haven't, it's one of those maturity things. Um, and then we've been doing research on it because that's what we, we love onions and we love garlic. Um, mm-hmm. I grew, I put an onion that was sprouting. That was in like my pantry. It was sprouting. I put it in water and it like went nuts. So we planted that outside recently. So we'll see. I'll come back. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll give back you on an that update one. on that one. Have you um, ever tried to in like avocados? I feel like I keep seeing that on Instagram a lot. That takes forever. That takes forever. Um, and actually I just, my neighbor gave me a little like cut of her plant to propagate and I've never propagated anything. And she's like, just put it in water. And I was like, I don't know about that. My anxiety won't let that happen. I wanted to like do stuff. And I was showing my sister and my friends are here and I was showing them and I was like, I don't know what's going on. And then I saw this little root and I was like, whoa. I know. I was like, Oh my God. Um, it <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, again, I'm not good at this stuff, so I'm not, great I think you're better than most people. I think you don't give enough, yourself enough credit there, but again, it's like, it takes time. It takes patience. It does take a little bit of faith. Cause like, I really wanted to like, I was like, what can I add to this water to help it? Like you can over love things. Mm-hmm. Um, just like, I think in nutrition, I tell people they can like over health themselves yeah. with I, the vitamins and the everything. Cause yeah. I did it over training, over training, healthy eating. Yeah. And I think sure. that's why succulents get hard because you want to water them. Yeah. And you want to love them yes. you know? and they don't <laughs> need it. So it's really hard. So like the, I've gotten better at They're like, like the angry teenage girl who's like, stop loving me. Leave me alone. Yes. <laughs> Leave me alone. They just want their time, their space. They just, yeah. So you have to do, you have to like learn about the soil and like your house plants. Like, so you get a couple of house plants. Like I recently bought a purple passion and I've never had it before. I just like the look of it. And that was like my first, uh, impulse. Like I've researched the other ones that I've had. So like, um, you know, and again, some of them were trial by error. Like I have a calathea and like, we had to cut, this is like metaphorical too. I will tell you this, like I've learned some metaphorical things, having plants and having a garden, Yeah. like the process in which like the time it takes to grow things. And like, you know, it's kind of like an inner growth as well. So I had this Calathea and she got bugs, which again, I don't know metaphorically what that means, but I overloved her and I made this, my mom was like, just put some 
soap and some alcohol and some water and a spray thing and then spray it. It'll kill all those little, they were like spider mites. And she was like, it'll kill all of them. And I was like, cool. And I was, she was like, but like research it. Like, don't just put a bunch of alcohol on your plant. And I'm like, I won't. And of course I didn't, <laughs> I like did half and half, which was way too much alcohol and it dried out. Like, so we're already in a dry climate. I dried all these leaves out. It looked gnarly. And so when she came to visit, she was like, I think we should just cut it all back and see what happens. And like, that's some like deep wisdom. Like she was just trusting the pro. Like my mom was just trusting the process. She was like, it was trial by error. You know, like mm-hmm. she was like, I don't know. Like that seemed the thing to do. So she, I trusted her. She cut them all back. And like the second, a new leaf bloomed, it was so awesome. And to me, that was like metaphorical. Like sometimes you have to cut Bring away the down. bad. Yeah. Like sometimes <laughs> you have to cut away all the bad stuff. Like you, you have, have to, to cut break away. down to build it up. You do to give you room, to give you space to grow. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what needed done. Like, so I was keeping this like gnarly looking plant. She was like, just cut all those leaves off. Like just cut it back and see what it does. And it's like beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's growing. I mean, it's tiny. When I got it, it wasn't that tiny, but like it's tiny and it's rebirth. Like it's just this rebirth of a, of a plant, yeah. which was so cool. So, you know, tip wise, I would just say like, learn, um, learn as you go. I did research about the yard and like, I kind of came about it because we drink a lot of coffee and I was like, there's gotta be something that we can do with this coffee that like gives back. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like we're really wasteful and we eat a lot of eggs and I had eggshells and my mom gives like, she does the same thing. She was like, I've just been breaking them up and put them in the garden. She was like, it's good for everything. And I was like, all right, well, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. So a lot of it's just, I don't know, coming onto it on your own and seeing what works. That's yeah. like kind of the tips that I have. And knowing your plants. I need to follow more people who do like garden tips and stuff. Cause yes. I feel like I'll, I'll see it more and I'll be more interested. Um, yeah, there's a uh, plants by crystal or planting with crystal. She's funny. Cause she actually went through like grief and lost, like, um, she lost a loved one and that was like how her like whole thing grew. And she takes care of all these different plants, all these different, like practices she'll go to Lowe's and she'll be like impulse buy I bought like a dead looking <laughs> plant I'm gonna bring it back so and she's one of those that like she's like I just cut it all down and let's see what happens or I repotted it let's see what happens so I think a lot of it is seeing what happens question when you say going to the plant store like is it like Lowe's Home Depot or is it like a nursery no I go to a nursery so there's a couple different plant stores that I have um there's a nursery that I go to and the nursery usually has like has like dirt and all this like stuff you know um Lowe's is different because it's got everything but you don't like Lowe's is so big that you don't really know what they're getting and the price they're getting it at um, yeah. so you could get like some bad plants like I'm not gonna lie um can you get good plants there Yes. Yeah, and I don't, sometimes I feel like they have plants there that aren't necessarily like for this zone. Yeah. And that's why I go to a local nursery because they have more plants that kind of do well in the zone that you're in. Right. And they, mm-hmm. they have people that know, like, it's not just somebody that goes to get, that has to work multiple departments. So I right. think like you could get like, 
a guy that was an electrician that's now in the gardening center. And he's like, I don't know what that means, but I can get you a bag of mulch. <laughs> so like, you're going to go to the nursery and those people usually like, they actually care they're retired and, like, and yeah. have gardens. They'll tell you yeah. about it. I literally, the lady that I asked, cause I was like, I'm propagating my first, first thing ever. I was like, and I'm nervous. Like, can I put something in the water? And she was like, what do you mean put it in the water? And I was like, don't look at me like that. <laughs> I was like, I want to help it. And she was like, just leave it be. Like, if it's in water, just leave it. Is it in the dirt? And she was like, cause there's like growth hormone that you can put in the dirt. Oh, interesting. And I was like, no, I was like, I got this, this cut off of this plant. And my neighbor just told me to put it in water. And she was like, well, then just put it in water. <laughs> so sometimes you can overthink things and those people really know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have another, there's a different plant store that I go to. It's more of like an apothecary. It has all the, like, it's got a bunch of like bulk herbs. It's got like some library books in it. It's like kind of a cool little niche store. They have different plants and somebody comes in, but they're indoor plants. So somebody does come in and take care of them, but they have, that's where I got my herbal passion. Cause like, I've never seen it before. And I was just in there and I was like, that looks like dragon scales. I want it. <laughs> it's just like, that's so cool. So there's a couple different plant stores I go to. Some of the stuff, ooh, some of the stuff I will go to Lowe's and Home Depot to buy. Like if they're flowers and they're just gonna be like um, the ones that you have to keep planting every year, you can get a good deal on. But that's about it. Oh, they're all super helpful tips. I learned a lot today. Did you? Yeah. I know I do wish you lived like we lived closer. Um, right. Sometimes I wish I don't live in the desert though, because it's hard. Same. <laughs> again, I bought a dragon fruit cactus. So we're going to see, uh, again, I was like, maybe I should just kind of like, you know, fall into this a little bit more. I laugh because I'm like, I, yeah, I really want to get into this hobby. And I'm like, but I'm doing this in like the worst possible climate. <laughs> yeah. But it's also, do you have time? You know? Yeah. I think it can make time. And I think I had time with a toddler. No, <laughs> but I do like it more was it was more of a, I'm making time because I want to feed. Like by the time we get to have crops, yeah, I'm going to use that word. Um, <laughs> Cause we're going to use everything that we grow. Um, we accidentally grew up a pumpkin last year. Not one you could eat either. It was like a jack-o'-lantern pumpkin that we like, didn't think would really grow. We just threw the, the old pumpkin into our like kind of garden area that's not something that you would think would grow in the desert so I get it it did really well we had 12 pumpkins wow yeah and they were like they weren't giant like by any means but they were a decent size and I was like were they good decorations they were great decorations that's what I want a pumpkin for yeah Zach was like do not cook with that that is not the kind of pumpkin you eat (laughs) you you again you learn stuff like that as you go it's not a pumpkin pie pumpkin yeah I'm excited to start small with this arrow garden and cheat but start small and do herbs and stuff and then once I feel more confident I'll venture outside and do the easy things that work here in the desert and then eventually over time maybe get more confident yeah but that's what it is it just takes confidence it just takes time and getting confidence with it and like again, a little bit of research, you know, um, I would have never tried to plant raspberries here, but they were already here. So that's amazing. So, yeah, I mean, and you'll get like, I think flowers are a little more temperamental than 
veggies sometimes. I have to say, I've been enjoying that side of things, like doing more of the landscape stuff here. Um, we have a, a rose bush in our backyard, which was one thing that I never roses. Yeah, never <laughs> roses do. Never well. thought they do good like in the have... desert, but they they do really good. And I'm learning how to take care of it and how to make it so they don't like droop and they don't brush against each other and all of that stuff. And so yeah. that's been fun. And just I really enjoy like kind of what you were saying um, earlier about like clipping things back and like seeing if they'll do better and they'll flourish and all. They like, usually do. I don't know that that they is so help. satisfying to me to like trim things back and just like get rid of the overgrowth and then like yeah. watch it do its thing and I'm like I just love that like that that to me is so satisfying it's very satisfying. It's very, it's like, again, if you can do it, like don't feel guilty if you can't do it, but if you mm-hmm. can do it, there's just like a, it's, it's pretty cool. It's yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. That's fun. Well, cool. Thank you for sharing all your knowledge and experience on this. What like, little bit that I have, I feel yeah. like it's still helpful. You can uh, get more people on here. Yeah. Well, if anyone has tips, tricks and thinks they know more yeah we'll do another we, we should would do love another to. like update episode in the middle oh, of yes. summer yes. yeah or even like end of fall yes see how things go and we'll share everybody's tips yeah that'd be fun I like that idea I know I kind of like that idea too because then it's like I don't know and I know like men listen to this podcast too but like very little bunch of women very and I little. think I think yeah. like one or two who like want to just know what I'm about or want to support me, yeah. but yeah, no, that's all women. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so I think that would be kind of a cool thing that we get like knowledge from other women mm-hmm. and we can put it all together in an episode. Yeah. And I think that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, way to empower each other and help each other at the same time. Yeah. So if you're listening to this on Spotify, answer the little question about tips and tricks for gardening. <laughs> yeah. If anybody knows any, I mean, my other my other tip would be to get some gloves that are pretty good because I kid you not, I've ran into some, some crazy things in my yard, which again, I grow raspberries. They're sticky. Um, but like, there's like a weed out here and it hurts. Like if you step in that, like, ow, so get some good gloves. <laughs> Take care we of your hands. That is the worst. It's so pretty, really so pretty, but those thorns are, I know it's going to say worst. Just takes over. Funny garden story about like what you find in your in your yard though. Like, so I don't know if I told you this, but last spring we we had hedges around our pool and we they just are water guzzlers and we're in Vegas and it's not worth the money of watering mm-hmm. them. So we were like, we're we're just gonna take it out and open up the pool area a little bit more. Like we still have to put down um either flagstone or stamp concrete or something to like finish it up it's not totally finished yet but yeah anyway we took out these hedges and as we were taking out hedges justin hit a old grenade oh yeah Fun. like like we had to call bomb squad and come to the backyard to be like we found this in our backyard why is it here and what do we do with it like this is, is it insane. alive because you never know they no. can uh yeah luckily it was not yeah. um they did take it though because it didn't have a little bit of residue in it yeah. but 
they were saying that it was probably from the early 80s. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And it was just living our, in our hedge bush. That is, that is not anything I've found digging around. I found some bricks. Right. I like, especially we're like, wait, why is this in Vegas? No, that makes this sense. I mean, they do a lot of testing back then, but you never know. Like, especially yeah, 80s, so. it wasn't as built in, up. In someone's like, backyard. You know, it probably was in the 80s, yeah. but like people did crazy things and you never know. But the house was, the house was built in the eighties and it was in a bush that was put around a pool. Like it could have been a kid. You never know. A teenager got a hold of some surplus store, you know? Um, But again, (laughs) people are. (laughs) Threw it over the fence. Yeah. Like people just do weird people. Yeah. Don't know, but it's not there anymore and we haven't found more. So yeah. And if you don't have a tip or trick, but you've dug something in your yard. A story hear, stories yeah, are fun you, yes if you have something please down in your yard please, please let us if know. you want to share your story please share your story yeah because those are always fun and weird and also let me know if anyone else has an arrow garden because I would love to talk about that shit too yeah we got my mother-in-law one so she loves it I mean but they moved so they haven't set it up yet um, oh yeah but it was kind of cool we were like oh you can garden your ground like you can do whatever yeah. you want yeah and I think it's just cool for like starting things yeah like especially like not just using that as your as your garden but like starting things there and then once they're big enough and and I'll do more research on like those like if you've seen those like plant towers and things like that like I'll do some more research I have seen those I had somebody that wanted to like have me sell these like weird garden things at one point I was like I can't I was like I can't like no. I get it it's sustainable and it's cool but like I'm pregnant <laughs> like at the time I was like I'm pregnant and I am not gonna buy and <laughs> I don't have time for this be beer. like I can't no but, but I'll do some more research on some cool ones I've seen some on Amazon that I almost bought um where you can start things and have like a living it's almost like a living wall but they're like towers it's pretty cool but again that I, is cool I have to do research for you guys I do some old school stuff yeah so sometimes if it ain't hey if it ain't broke don't fix it right yeah so do things the old way hook a plow up to my dog and let her plow the the garden (laughs) i'm just kidding just kidding guys put your dogs to work yeah she's 17 pounds i'm pretty sure like (laughs) that'll end very fast (laughs) there ain't nothing gonna happen there yeah She'll just end up like, yeah, yeah, tearing up the yard. That'd be good. Again, we have a yard in Colorado and that's just such a little water guzzler. <laughs> I, I want a zero scape so bad. So our water bill isn't so high. Yeah. Our, our whole front yard is zero scaped. We've got two giant palm trees, but the rest of it's pretty, mm-hmm. pretty rocky. Um, but our backyard has a lot of grass and every time someone mm-hmm. like new comes over like we are trying to uh install solar and so we've had a couple different people come to the house and like give us quotes and stuff and every time they step in our mm-hmm. backyard they're like wow this is a rare find in Vegas and we're like yeah like there's grass <laughs> like we like it <laughs> we have a dog who likes the grass like we need it we like we have we took out a ton of like I was telling you the hedges and stuff around the pool that were just unnecessary we've taken out a ton of different plants that 
have just been guzzling things, but we still have very, a very lush backyard, which I love. It's like a little oasis. Yeah. And I think like, I don't know when you're, when you grow up in that area, it's kind of hard to like come to something that isn't quite like that. That's just a different landscape Mm -hmm. that you have to get used to because like, that was one of the things for me. I was like, we need a yard. Like yeah. We came to Colorado and I know you want to be in the mountains all the time, but like, we need some, I need some grass. I need some yeah. like, you know, and then we saw the backyard in here and I was like, are these raspberry bushes? Like when we saw the house, I, nobody was living here and they hadn't for like a couple months, but the neighbor was still like, he had hired the neighbor to like water his yard so that it looked nice. And then he hired him, um, to just kind of keep track of like the apple tree in the back and the raspberries. So when we came to look at the house, I was back, like they found me like the real estate agent and Zach found me in the backyard. And I was like, I think these are real raspberries. And I had like, I had picked, like, I don't know, my like Kentucky side came out and I, (laughs) I had my shirt folded up and I had like all these raspberries in my shirt. (laughs) You you know, the little basket. (laughs) I was like, yeah. I was like, I'm taking these. Nobody lives here. I'm taking these. <laughs> You're not supposed to do that. But that's so funny. I mean, my real estate agent got some too. Yeah. So like I can't say <laughs> share the wells. Was like she was like, yeah, she was like, oh my God. <laughs> and then we came, we looked at the house like three times before we bought it. And each time we had like just tons of raspberries. <laughs> Which is why last year when they didn't like come full in, I was like, oh yeah. Well, hopefully this year, fingers crossed. If so, I'll send you, I'll send you some raspberry jam and you'll know where it came from. I'm kind of sad that I'm coming at the end of May now when you're like just planting things. I know I'll just be planting things, but yeah, I'll see you in like a month. I know. Hopefully everything's figured out by then. Um, yard wise, but yeah, we just, I mean, I don't know. You just start wanting, you get old and you just want your like your spaces to be comfy <laughs> so even my outdoor <laughs> space I'm like I hope when you come I have like a comfy outdoor space for oh us. my gosh yeah it'll be fine yeah whatever it is it'll be fine oh yeah cool all right let's awkward end this podcast bye it's <laughs> my awkward all the time Okay, thanks for listening and bye. Get Peace out. out. Um, <laughs> Eight, ten, down. Yeah. You guys like and subscribe. Again, leave your tips and tricks for us. Like if you guys have any like old wisdom that was passed down yes. that you were just like, if it like, if our conversation sparked anything, like even if you think it's a myth, I want you to write it down. I will look into it. Yes. Yeah, I can't tell you how many people come to my house and they see my jar of like crushed eggshells and they see me cleaning eggshells and they're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I put these in the yard. And they're like, why? I heard that's supposed to be really good for like dog food too. I mean, you can give it back to chicken. I know you can give it back to chickens because it's got nutrients and stuff. Oh, really? Ooh, that's kind of weird. But they need, um, they need calcium to make the shell of their yeah eggs. so like you give them um shells to it they get something but yeah that's another <laughs> podcast I don't know too much about chickens. yeah <laughs> definitely don't know about yeah. that all right what Jess said bye, bye. bye.